0: For me, it was the right foot against the New York Giants. Like, this is, this is the New York Giants. If you
1: don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York.
2: I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good.
1: Once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and we are in the parking lot outside the Giants facility here in the Meadowlands. You can hear the rain pelting my windshield in the car, so we took the podcast studio out from inside the facility to the parking lot. It's Thursday. This is our second podcast, back-to-back days, previewing Giants, Eagles, NFC Divisional Playoff Round Saturday night at the Link. It doesn't get any better than this for a New York Giants team that won its first playoff game since Super Bowl 46. Now, they are one win away from earning the right to play in the NFC Championship game and have a chance to win and get to Super Bowl 57 which will be played out in Arizona. Giants seem to remember playing in Arizona in a big game before. Obviously, that was the site of Super Bowl Forty Two. Now, we're not at that level right now, so let's just slow the roll and focus on the Eagles because this will not be an easy game. We had yesterday's show with John Feliciano. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have not listened please do and now today's show I think is really more of a nuts and bolts preview for Saturday we'll have Martin Frank the beat writer for uh, Wilmington for the Eagles he'll join us we'll talk about what does Giants Eagles part three what's the feeling down in Philly for the Giants are people believing in them what is the feeling from when they met two weeks ago? So we'll talk to Martin about that. And then Burt Bainbridge will be back, our sports betting analyst for NorthJersey.com. We'll talk to betting weekend and what people are feeling or what he's feeling going into Giants-Eagles on Saturday. So before we get to those guys, let me give you some of my thoughts going in. And then we'll go from there. This stat you're going to hear a lot about this weekend. The Giants have never lost to a number one seed in the playoffs. Going back to the seeding in the 1970s, they are 6-0 against the number one seed. You will go back to some similarities with this Eagles game to what happened with the Giants and Cowboys in 2007 in that run to Super Bowl 42? Giants lost both regular season meetings to the Cowboys. They go to Dallas. Of course, that was the infamous game revealed on America's game that Tom Coughlin revealed that Jerry Jones had put two tickets to the NFC Championship game in every locker in the Cowboys locker room before the game. Now, Jerry Jones, by all indications, was trying to motivate his guys. A little ploy, here are the tickets, let's go earn this. Tom Coughlin got wind of it before the game and made sure the players knew that the Giants knew that the Cowboys already had those tickets out. Then if you think back to that game itself, There were big plays all around. Amani Toomer went nuts in that game. Uh, And then it was R.W. McQuarters who made the interception of Tony Romo in the end zone to end that game to seal it for the Giants, who ended up going on to Green Bay in the championship game. That was the Tom Coughlin-Froze's-Faceoff game. Lawrence Tynes kicks the Giants to the Super Bowl. And the rest is history. In Arizona, the Giants end up beating the Patriots. Now, I think there are loose comparisons to 2007 and this year, but let's not forget, 2007, that was a different type team. I mean, you had Strahan on his last run. Uh, People still didn't believe in Eli to that extent, so maybe you can say, okay, there's a little bit of the Daniel Jones-Eli factor, but it's just different. The circumstances are different. Now, if you want to talk about going to play on the road at the number one seed in the second round after losing to a divisional opponent twice in the regular season, then I say, okay, there is a comparison there. So maybe that is reason to believe that this Giants team can do that. The Giants in their history has n- have never lost to the same team three times in one season. Do you buy into that history? I'm sure Brian Dable is not buying into that history, but it is there. So people will look at that and say, this is why we believe. You know, I think it's very interesting to break down the two games between the Giants and the Eagles in the regular season. The first game completely got away from the Giants. We know that. The Eagles dismantled them 48 22. At times, it was embarrassing. The Giants felt as though they they got a message that day, a taste that they are not in the league of the Eagles. That's where they needed to get to. And to their credit, they've been working to get back to that point ever since. You know, let's not forget, the Giants followed that Eagles game up with a primetime showdown in Washington. And that was the biggest game of this season at that point. They don't win that game in Washington they don't go to the playoffs, more than likely. So you cannot measure the psychological impact of that game. So that first game, obviously, Jalen Hurts was 100%. The play that really broke the game open was the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith when it was kind of a misread on the back end by Julian Love, He kind of pulled up, didn't hit Devontae, missed the football. Instead of trying to knock it down, he tried to intercept it. And Smith just walked in untouched for a touchdown. The Giants are a different team right now. Their pass rush is a lot better. Kayvon Thibodeau found another level to his game the following week against Washington. And he's been that player ever since. A very juicy matchup will be Dexter Lawrence against Eagles All-Pro Center Jason Kelsey. Now, I don't know if they'll handle Lawrence one-on-one, but on the interior, it's Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And Leonard Williams did not play in the first game against the Eagles. Obviously, he did not play in the second game against the Eagles. And that's going to be a huge matchup. How do the Eagles try to handle Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams defensively? Because I think Leonard Williams has shown that he can play big. Especially when all the attention is on Dexter Lawrence. The entire Giants pass rush plan against Minnesota was built on the idea that the Vikings like to chip with their backs and their tight ends on the edges. So they knew Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Jihad Ward, O'Shane Zimenez. their primary responsibility on the edge was going to be containment, was going to be playing the run against Dalvin Cook. Yes, they were going to try to rush the passer. But the Giants knew their pass rush was going to come down to the interior. And it was all about Dexter Lawrence nose up with Garrett Bradbury at center and punish him all game. And that's what exactly what Lawrence did. And Leonard Williams, whenever there was attention shaded to Dexter Lawrence... Leonard Williams stepped up. So that's a spot to really watch in this game. I think having Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson, I know it doesn't take a master of the obvious. It is master of the obvious. It doesn't take, you know, I'm not claiming to be Vince Lombardi to figure out that those guys will have an impact. I don't know if they'll play A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith straight up. I think you have to have a world of confidence in Dory Jackson after what the Giants were able to do against Justin Jefferson. Now, give Dory a lot of credit, but the Giants also had great schemes to really shade over the top and do things one down versus the next. I thought Wink Martindale's defense, the adaptability. Now he gets credit, He gets criticism for not being flexible enough. But if you look at what they did down the stretch, and I called for it on Twitter because I had heard during the week that there was going to be a lot of Xavier McKinney on TJ Hawkinson against the Vikings. And there was not early on for three quarters. But when the game came down to it, after playing a lot of zone around TJ Hawkinson, Xavier McKinney matched up with Hawkinson, made several plays, including the last one. Now, I know Kirk Cousins threw short of the sticks. Part of the reason was because Dexter Lawrence was in his face and Jefferson was covered. But I do believe the other part of it is the Giants outsmarted him a little bit. He thought if he got the ball out to Hawkinson, he was going to be in a zone and a catch-and-run situation where he could get to the sticks. And because of the pressure and because he was under duress and that wasn't necessarily his first read, Xavier McKinney, being in single coverage against Hawkinson, surprised Cousins, and he didn't see it until after he threw the ball to Hawkinson. He knew Hawkinson was going to be his read, but he thought he was going to get zoned the way he got the entire game, and he did not. He got McKinney in coverage, and McKinney makes the big tackle and essentially ends the game after a couple victory formation kneel downs for the Giants. So that's kind of what I see on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, it's more Daniel Jones. Got to play another clean game, but he has defensive coordinators. Jonathan Gannon has to be thinking about what do we do to stop Daniel Jones. And I do think that Saquon Barkley is going to get the ball a little bit more this week than what he did last week. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants' offensive line, which let's not forget, this Giants' offensive line has played a lot better in the second game against teams that they had already seen before. Washington, Dallas, Minnesota, and now here comes try number two against the Eagles. Giants gained a lot of confidence two weeks ago in the season finale. Because they were able to see how their game plan worked without their best players on the field. What wrinkles they could move off of those plays that worked. And I think this offensive line played pretty well against the Eagles guys. So, it's going to be a challenge. There will be plays where the Giants get beat. The Eagles are that good but I do think that the Giants will play well up front on both sides of the ball. And against a team that is as good as the Eagles are up front, they need to. They have no other choice. So that's my lead-in. Now it's time to get to Martin and Burt. So first up will be... Martin Frank, he covers the Eagles. We had him earlier this year. Let's get Martin's take as to how things are going down in Philly, coming off the bye, and are they taking the Giants for real? All right. Joining me now, my colleague, friend, and uh, for this weekend, you know, we've seen a lot of each other through the years, but this is probably the most entertaining Eagles-Giants game that we're going to be about to see. That's Martin Frank. Martin, thanks for taking time from your busy schedule, because I certainly know it. It's the playoffs, and we're, uh, we're here, so... Thanks for joining me. And what's the feeling? What's the vibe down in Philly? Do you sense? Uh, let's go fans first, then the team. How seriously? Yeah. How seriously are people taking the Giants this weekend?
2: Well, I think there's like some nervous energy, like among the fans, um, just because of the way the Giants, like you know, ran pretty much ran all over the Vikings. I mean, they saw. Daniel Jones doing a lot of stuff that Jalen Hurts does, you know, when things aren't there, he puts, takes the ball and he runs and he picks up 8-10 yards you know, Saquon Barkley was hard to stop and, and then they got the passing game going and everyone's like, oh my gosh is this like, Daniel Jones really this good? So yeah, I think the fans point of view um, there was some definitely some nervous energy this week, I don't think people are looking at it like you know, the first game against the Giants when the Eagles pretty much had their way um, I think, you know, they, they feel like, you know, that maybe the Giants can pull an upset. Like, they've been playing pretty well, um, you know, over the past month after the Eagles game, the first Eagles game. So, you know, some nervous energy there. Like, with the Eagles, I mean, the big question is basically, you know, Jalen hurts his shoulder. How much is he going to be able to do? Is he going to have, like, free reign like he did in the first game, or is he going to be severely limited by that shoulder injury? which, you know, the Giants saw in that last game. Also Lane Johnson, I mean, the right tackle is like a huge, huge part of the offensive line. And he didn't play the last two games. He's got like a torn adductor muscle, um, like in his groin and it needs surgery and he's just trying to play through it. So there's no telling like how, if he can make it through the game, how effective he's gonna be. So those are two like big questions the Eagles going into this
1: game. Now, I know reading, reading all your stuff uh, this week, obviously the Eagles are confident Jalen Hurts is not on the injury report. Lane practiced. I know just moments ago before you got on with me, Nick Sirianni said, you know, reading the quotes on your Twitter uh, timeline that, look, Lane, Lane came through yesterday great. He's going to be out there. Is this one of those things where even even guys who cover the team or are close to this team, maybe even some of the Eagles on the sidelines are going to kind of wait with bated breath until that end of the first quarter to make sure that, you know, we know Lane's toughness, but can you really play through this? And with Jalen, that first time he takes off out of the pocket and takes a pop, Uh, how does he get up off of that is there is there that feeling you think from from your perspective or you you buying what they're selling right now
2: yeah I mean I I definitely think there's some of that I mean first of all with 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 Jalen Hurts I mean you know he's gonna play with with no restrictions I mean you know it's the playoffs um, he's had the bye week and everything and You know, I I mean, I I don't think the Eagles would throw him out there if he wasn't, you know, going to be, like, full go and everything. But like you mentioned, you know, let's say it's late in the first quarter and he's running for a first down. He's headed towards the sideline. He decides to lower his shoulder. I mean, you know, what happens? Does he get right up? I mean, is he hurting? Um, So that's a big question. And then Lane Johnson, I mean, the injury he has – he needs surgery. I mean, there's no other... There are no, no two ways about it. I mean, he must be playing through an inordinate amount of pain, like, you know, beyond what you and I can imagine, to be able to do this, so...
1: Um, oh, come on, Martin. You know. Don't sell us short. We're tough guys. We could file a story. File a story uh, with a broken hand now, hangnail. Now, you know that. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I mean, that's why... I'm writing about football and not playing football, yeah, so... Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure like at some point during the offseason it'll come out just like how much pain Lane Johnson has been in by not having the surgery and everything like that, but you know, he's a, he's a tough guy, and he's going to try to play through it, so, you know, if he can't make it, I mean, you know, they've used Jack Driscoll um, the past couple games uh, at right tackle, and you know jack driscoll did a decent job but he's not lane johnson i mean i don't think there are any right tackles in the nfl that are at lane johnson's level so it would be a huge loss if you could make it through the game i mean the eagles will be extremely happy but um there's that question you know it's not going away so we'll have to see how it goes on saturday night
1: Tell me your perspective. We know the Giants didn't play any starters, save for a couple offensive linemen. Evan Neal and Nick Gates was out there for a little bit in the second game two weeks ago. From an Eagles perspective, I've heard so much. I thought the Giants gained a lot from that game schematically, the way they they try to attack the Eagles. They did some things that maybe they learned from the first game. We know the Eagles wanted to get in, get out, and get the seat get the division, the seed, and do that. Did you feel as though they went strict vanilla? Because I've heard that you know, oh, they were just d- vanilla. They weren't running anything, or was there a point in that game where they felt like you know what, we we really gotta we gotta compete here to to get this over the finish line?
2: Yeah, um, I, I think it was mostly just do what you have to do to get the win and nothing more. So. You know, in, in this case, it was, you know, yeah, they got in the red zone. They got, I think they were like one for five in the red zone. Yeah. They probably had some chances where they might have gone it on four down in the past. But um, I, I just don't think they were willing to take any kind of chance with Jalen Hurt. So, you know, they kicked the a field goal instead of maybe going for it or doing a different play and stuff. I mean, there were a couple instances throughout that game where, I'm like, all right, if Jalen Hurts is 100 percent, you know, there's no way they're not getting the first down. You know, right. like even even on the third and one like or there was a third and two, I think, um, you know, they passed the ball where where usually Jalen Hurts would have ran or, you know, they would have done something differently. I, I just think, you know, basically they went into that game like, all right, we know Jalen's on 100 percent. We're not going to put him at risk and we're just going to do whatever we have to do to get out of there with the win. And, you know, once they got the, I think it was like a 19 nothing lead in the third quarter, I mean, you know, they were willing to kind of take their chances and see what happens. But, you know, you also make a good point that, you know, the Giants did probably help, help their confidence in that game by seeing that, you know, they could, they could play with the Eagles even with their backups and everything like that so um, I don't think see it's kind of interesting because this is like the third game between these two teams but they really don't know each other because like even that first game if I remember correctly uh, Saquon Barkley wasn't 100%
1: like he
2: was kind of questionable going into that game and I think like once the Eagles got that big early lead You know, the Giants pretty much said, all right, let's save Saquon. You know, so I don't think they really saw, like, the Giants' offense, per se. Um, You know, the one that the Vikings saw last week, for sure. Um, So, you know, yeah, this is the third time they're playing, but I really don't think they have a feel for each other just yet.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good point. It was the Saquon. It was a shoulder injury. He he suffered a, a burner in practice, and then he was questionable that morning and played a little bit, but the snaps were certainly... Uh, lower than what they would normally be. And then they also played without Leonard Williams, uh, Adoree Jackson, and Xavier McKinney. So three starters, three captains. So um, it'll be interesting from that perspective. What I want to know is, has Darius Slay recovered from uh, giving up the touchdown to Kenny Galladay? I
2: don't know. That's a good question. Like, people are starting to get on him because – You know, he hasn't finished the season as strongly as he was playing earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, Slay's kind of a character, and he'll tell you, like, he's still playing at all-pro level and stuff. And, you know, he's upset that he wasn't on the all-pro team and everything like that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I would think the Eagles' game plan would be not to, like, you know, focus a whole lot on the wide receivers. So that would leave Slay and James Bradbury pretty much on their own against um, against Slayton and, and Hodgins and everything like that. You yeah. know, because in that case, they could devote extra resources to the running, you know, stopping Barkley and maybe Jones when he gets out of the pocket and stuff. So, you know, they're going to need a big game from those guys. I mean, you know, they're pretty much going to be on an island, each one of them, uh, trying to stop the Giants' receivers and stuff, so...
1: It'll, it'll be uh, interesting, it, you know, Martin... Yeah, it talking, will, yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, if the Giants attack, uh, even though, the, the, obviously, the resumes and the production with with Bradbury and, and Slay, because they attacked Patrick Peterson on Christmas Eve, they attacked Patrick Peterson on... Uh, In the playoffs last Sunday So it'll be interesting to see how the Giants offense Goes after it here Do they take a step back and try to attack Philly a different way Or do they, you know, try to drive the ball downfield a little bit I don't think they did that the first time And I think part of that uh, might be a little bit, you know I don't want to say afraid, but fearful of how Bradbury and Slay can kind of change the game and force you to do things. So that'll be interesting. One other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, in the slot, what are are the Eagles doing in the slot? Because Richie James has been sneaky good the last four games for the Giants uh, and they didn't really attack Minnesota that way they attacked Minnesota on the perimeter but I would imagine they'll go after the Eagles uh, in the slot some might help out Daniel Jones a little bit more uh, what what is there I mean is Avante Maddox have a chance to play this week and is he even their option inside if if he's healthy
2: well what they did um In in the last game against the Giants, um, Avante Maddox, uh, I would think, is definitely not going to play. He hasn't practiced all week and everything. So what they did the first time against the Giants was in, like, base packages. They had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson line up as a safety, but then, you know, when it came to nickel, he would move over to the slot. Gotcha. And they put in uh, Reed Blankenship at safety, I imagine. It would kind of be the same situation, you know, this, this Saturday night. I mean, before coming to the Eagles, Gardner-Johnson was, a you know, a nickel corner in New Orleans and everything for three years. So, I mean, it's, it's an easy transition from him to move from one spot to another. And, and that was his first game back after coming off IR um, this last game against the Giants. So, you know, now he's had another two weeks to kind of Figure it all out, you know, get even stronger and stuff. So I think he'll have a very busy day. Um, He'll be on the field pretty much for every snap. Um, And, yeah, I think that's kind of how they plan to replace Abonte Maddox is by moving Chauncey Gardner-Johnson over there. You know, I think situations.
1: That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, Martin, thank you for giving me the time. I know you gotta get out to the practice field. Uh, I will do the same. And, uh, I will make sure this time I come over and say hello. Uh, on uh, Saturday night because the last time we're there was just a weird scenario right I mean it seemed like one team was treating it like a preseason game the other team just wanted to get in and get out I have a feeling the link might have a little bit more juice on Saturday maybe that'll trickle into the press box and we'll be able to hang out for a little bit yeah, it'll be fun
2: to watch. I mean, this this game will be both teams pretty much as close to full strength um, as they've been all year against each other and stuff. So I don't think the Eagles are as good as they were in the first game, and I also don't think the Eagles were as bad as they were in the second game. So, you know, we'll finally find out, like, who the better team is.
1: Awesome, Martin. See you on Saturday, and we will find out.
2: All right. Look forward to it. Take it easy, Art.
1: Alright, that was Martin Frank and appreciate his input and it'll be fun to see him on Saturday and Giants-Eagles is going to be crazy you just know it will be Uh, let's roll into our next guest Burt Bainbridge, our sports betting analyst for NorthJersey.com let's go to my interview with Burt Okay, joining me now the sports betting analyst for NorthJersey.com My good friend, Burt Bainbridge Burt, when we talked Before last week We wondered what was going On with the Giants, what the public would Feel about this team going To Minnesota, you liked them, I liked Them, turned out we were correct Tell me the odds, Burt Giants-Eagles, Sunday, Saturday night What we thinking
0: Hey Art, how you doing again Um, Yeah, so right now, of course, again Per usual, Giants are headed into Philadelphia They're playing them for the third time this year and naturally with the Eagles being the, the, uh, the top seed here they are big underdogs um, there's, right now on they're 7.5 point underdogs, um, they're plus 280 on the money line with the over under points uh, currently sitting at 48 but um, again here I mean I think I know we're about to dive into it but I'm really liking uh, with getting 7.5 I think that's the key number here getting at least you know maybe it might get down to 7 I wouldn't be surprised before Saturday night but getting the Giants here it's plus 7.5 I think that's I think that's a really Good
1: guy right now It's kind of crazy I was thinking about this You know Preparing for, for Doing the show and, and having you on You know You look at the first Two meetings Between the Giants And the Eagles And I feel as though This number Is more reflective Of The second game in which the Giants played essentially no starters, as opposed to the game that was played, you know, five and a half weeks ago when the Eagles basically dragged them up and down MetLife Stadium 48-22. It's interesting to me to see how things are Reflected now. I know Giants winning their first playoff game made a big, you know, a big statement. But what what do you think is behind that in terms of, you know, is it almost a recency thing that people tend to forget that the Giants uh, really were outclassed, or is that as much growth in the Giants that people are starting to believe uh, because of what they've done in recent weeks? Yeah, no, I don't,
0: I would, I would, me personally, I would think more so on the growth side, just because of how you know. Obviously, they had such that hot start. They started seven and two, and they struggled down the stretch. But even even in those losses down the stretch, like you mentioned with that Eagles game, like you know they weren't playing anybody on either side of the ball, and they were able to keep it, you know, a one score game. And I'm not sure if you remember, but like I, I even wrote about it, I, the Eagles were 17 point favorites uh, in that last game at Lincoln Financial Field to close the season, and the Giants, you know, they, they were almost able to. They were able to keep that game really close, you know, only lose by six. But even that, you know, they had that great game against the Colts. You know, they were able you to know, go into Washington, and then of course, the Week 16 matchup against Minnesota, they did lose. But you know, it was a valiant effort. It took the six, you know, it took that long field goal by Greg Joseph to win it. So, you no, know, I, I think it's more in the positive direction how the Giants have played recently. Even though they ended the season two and two, you know, I still think it's just how they've played overall has been much better than what you know what we saw in that week 14 matchup where the eagles really just took advantage i think since then the giants have really uh, played much better ball uh, since that matchup so uh, i would lean that
1: route see you, th- you when you said i got the impression that you thought you liked the number with with the giants now, obviously we'll m- we'll make our picks but you liked the number is some of that the uncertainty with jalen hurts not really knowing what the eagles are going to have because i i mean i think that's kind of you know natural right you're no one's really sure what hurts is going to do if he comes back as the mvp i think people probably would be betting this number up but i think there's that uncertainty do you feel that way do you do you think that Hertz's status even though he's not on the injury report uh that that kind of affects which way this thing is swinging Yeah, no, I definitely think that does have a factor in it because obviously, you know, he missed some time with the injury, and then when he did play that game against the Giants, you know, he only went 20 of
0: 35 for, you know, 229 yards, and he had the interception with no touchdowns. Um, So, no, I I think that does does play a factor. I think he could be a little rusty, of course, even with the bye. You know, maybe he is a little healthier, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets off to a little slower start. But like you mentioned, I, you know, if – if we do get MVP, Jalen Hurts, or we, maybe we get some, you know, as we get closer to game time, maybe uh, this line, I would, I could see that definitely happening as well, this line, maybe going up to, you know, eight, eight and a half points maybe by the time we get to kick off Saturday night um, in Philly, but um, no, I, I think that does play a factor with Hurts' with uh, health right now, but, um, but yeah, uh, I, that, that does play a major part stuff that the Giants
1: can make this a make this a game here at the spot when you're analyzing stuff and I, I you know again I don't know how to how to look at this <laughs> stuff and how much do you take it in but the history factor the idea that number one the Giants have not won at Lincoln Financial Field since 2013 that's nine straight games they all had a different you know, different outcome. They all had their different stories, but the Giants just don't win at the link. But then you take the flip side and the playoff history, and the Giants have never lost to a number one seed in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy—six yeah. and zero. Oh. And right. then the other thing is the idea that in the playoffs or in seasons in general the giants have never lost to a team three times in the season so with all of that is that just i know you love the numbers but how much of it is minutia how much of it is meaningful when you're assessing the weekend and and what to kind of expect
0: you're right i think you know a little bit of both plays into it because obviously like you said the giants you know they have not had that success in philly at all uh recently you know in the past decade almost they haven't been able to get a win there um but I, th- I do think history like you know the giants have either been one and done in the playoffs or they went on and gone and they've gone to the super bowl so it's it's really been either way now i don't i don't think that necessarily will be the outcome you know, this season I mean I think that winning the Super Bowl would obviously be a long shot, but no, I definitely think both sides play a little bit into it with their history and how and how things have gone this season. But uh, but uh no, I, I yeah just with how they've played so far this year I, I think I, I think they're a better team than what we saw a month ago. But of course history history does play a little bit of a factor here with how, you know, with like you said, with the Giants be you know being undefeated against top seeds in the playoffs and and how they've performed and, and like and on the flip side with them struggling in Philly, you know, the past ten years. So uh, but I, I still I, I still think they do have a uh, have a shot here. I mean, is it a long shot? For sure. Obviously you're seeing it right now. The money line actually just moved up right now as we're looking at the plus two ninety uh in the past few minutes. So, you know, are they a long shot? Sure. What, but could they pull off the upset? I I mean I wouldn't be surprised here. I think they, I think there's I think there's a slight chance they can do it.
1: So tell me what you like. Tell me what you like out of this game. What are what are some of the bets that you would recommend if uh, if our audience chooses to do so?
0: Yeah, no. So on typical, obviously, right now, um, like I said, I love that plus seven and a half look. I do have a key number right there, getting seven and a half instead of seven. And you know, maybe maybe if the Giants lose by a touchdown, it would push, but getting seven and a half, I really do like that, and that's currently at minus. Uh, 113 right now, so that's a little bit of the favorite side where people are leaning as well. Um, Obviously, the money line with the Eagles, they're massive. They're minus 350, so that that just means you, you basically have to bet thirty five dollars to win ten dollars or 350 to win a hundred you know that's how you're looking at it so the eagles that you know they're massive favorites but the other here the other 48 points I, I do like that one a lot as i mentioned earlier in my column this week uh, I, I don't think we're going to see more than 48 points. i, I think we'll see the other in this one yeah the giants and vikings played such a high up tempo pace last game but i think we could see a slower um a little more slower game here not as many points come um Come on Saturday night But uh, like I said I, I think the Giants Do have a shot here I wouldn't I, I mean I wouldn't Be completely surprised I do think they could Pull off the massive upset But in, in the end I think they come up Just short I think we do get A very entertaining Exciting game At Lincoln Financial Field On uh, on Saturday night But uh, uh, I, I just think The Eagles are too much In this one And my, I have my final score uh, I have the Eagles Winning 27-20 to here On Saturday
1: well, I my final score is 27 twenty seven twenty one, Eagles oh, yeah. over the Giants. So you and I are are right there with in lockstep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable. We we <laughs> see things the same way. Um, any before I let you go, any uh, yeah. any of the props that you may like in this game.
0: Right. Yeah. So later later this afternoon, in a, in a couple hours, I'll have a comp coming out. I have uh, three of my favorite player props on this game. Okay. And I mean, obviously, and I mean, obviously, the first one everybody you know is going to be looking at is, um, is is Boston Scott of the Eagles against the Giants. As, as you have mentioned before, and as others have said too, like you know, he's he's really every game he's played against the Giants, he scored a touchdown. He has ten total touchdowns in um in eight games against them in his career. So can he do it again? I mean, he's currently at plus two eighty. Um, earlier when these teams two, uh, met uh, at Giants Stadium, he was plus five fifty, and he scored, so that was a massive payout if he did bet Boston Scott at that point, but that's that's another bet to look at. And as we mentioned last week with the T.J. Hawkins, I mean, we were right with the, the over in yards there. So, I mean, with them taking away Justin Jefferson, you know, T.J. Hawkinson was able to operate over the middle of the field. But And I think we could maybe see a similar thing this week if they try to uh, phase out A.J. Brown. Maybe look at Dallas Goddard right now. He's sitting at uh, over 15.5 total yards at minus 115 on tip to go. So I think that's a route maybe could look 12 if, if the uh, G-men try to take away uh, AJ Brown, maybe look at a uh, guy right there for the over in yards.
1: Awesome. Listen, Bert, why don't you tell our audience where they could find you, all your columns, and like I said, not just yeah. this weekend with the Giants, uh, you, they can follow you all the way through the Super Bowl and obviously yep. in other sports as well.
0: Yep. So on Twitter. Uh you can follow me at Burt underscore bainbridge. You can follow everything, everything on there. Like I mentioned, uh I had the giant, I had my Giants Eagles preview earlier this week, as well as the Bills Bengals. I think we're going to get an exciting game uh, as well there on Sunday afternoon. And then, like I, uh, and then later today, I will have that column on the uh, my three favorite uh, betted player props for uh, for this Giants Eagles matchup. Be yeah, everything on there um, on Instagram and on Instagram and Twitter at Bert underscore bainbridge.
1: Awesome, Bert. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend of games, and who knows? Maybe we'll be talking again next week with the Giants getting ready to play the NFC Championship game.
0: Yep, I hope so. Right, I hope we see that. Thank you so much again for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, Bert. Great. I right, Take care. That's Burt Bainbridge, and you can check out all his stuff at Uh Love having him on. Love talking a little bit of the betting analy- uh, you know, analysis to see where people see this game. Uh, but like I said to him at the beginning, I-, I really think it's interesting that uh, the Giants, with no starters on the field except for a couple on the offensive line, played this Eagles team, and all the starters with everything at stake for Philly played Denver 22-16 it seems as though that game is getting more weight than the game that all the starters played in uh, well the first team the Giants didn't have Adoree Jackson Xavier McKinney and Leonard Williams so that certainly swings it into the Giants favor a little bit uh The fact that it's only at seven and a half surprised me a little bit. It wouldn't surprise me to see it go up a little bit more on Sunday when people start to get dialed in. Uh, As I said to Bert, my pick this week, as much as I want to pick the Giants, to see them in the NFC Championship game next week, why wouldn't that be something if it was Giants-Cowboys part three uh, in this season I think the Eagles have too much. The Eagles are talented all over the field. I think the Giants will give them everything they have. Uh, But in the end, I have Eagles 27, Giants 21. I hear the boos already as people are listening to this. But as always, we appreciate you being all in. We are all in. We will be back this weekend, whether the podcast comes after the game or sometime Sunday or Monday, we will be all over it. Either the Giants are packing up after a successful season or we're getting ready for an NFC Championship game, either in Santa Clara against the 49ers or in Arlington against the Cowboys. As always, thanks for listening. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll be there at the link, so follow all my coverage at NorthJersey.com.